Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblioscapes and Discussion. Today, I've got the great pleasure with being joined by photographer Olivia Bartlett. Good evening, Olivia. Good evening, Ewan. How are you? You keeping well? I'm all right. A bit stressed. Yes, I, I'm not bad, but I suppose you'll be glad when your final when your final submissions are all handed in for for college, and then you can kind of relax a bit over the summer. Very much so. Yeah, excellent. So. For those of you who don't know, uh, Olivia recently brought out volume one of a series of zines she's doing, Uninhabitable. Um, so we'll talk about that in a wee while. But before we talk about that, Olivia, it'd be great of you to give everyone just a, a background to your photographic interests and your art interests as well. Yeah, I think my photographic background it starts fairly young because I got my first home camera when I was around about 10. Yep. But that's because of my dad. Yeah. So I've been heavily influenced by him yep. because he primarily shoots film. Yep. So I sort of wanted to try it instead. Yeah, cool. I started out with black and white film okay. because it was cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> but then I worked my way into colour film. Yep. And since I like that very well, I thought I would try digital. Okay. But wasn't a fan. Because <laughs> I think with film, because you only get like 36 frames, sometimes even 12, yes. it allows you to slow down a lot yeah. more. So I have more time to focus on my composition yeah. and my surroundings rather than digital because I've found that with digital film I can take thousands and thousands of images on one photo shoot whereas with film it's only like 36 images. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I tend to agree. I, I shoot a mixture of digital and film and film really does slow you down particularly when you're, if you're shooting medium format. And you've only got the ability to shoot 10 roll or 12 shots. Um, and you do, you slow down, you think about the composition far more, you maybe wait far longer, whereas with digital, and I shoot digital just as much, if not more, you can fire off 100 shots in the space of seconds if you wanted to. And it makes no difference because you're, you, you can just delete the ones you don't want, whereas actually there's something wonderful about taking the shot with film and then having to wait for either to be processed or for you to process it yourself, and you're never quite sure. Uh, you generally think you know what you've got, but you're never quite sure if, if it is what you hoped it to be. And there's something that's just quite beautiful about that as well. So what got you interested in the subject matter for, for your zine and the un, 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 uninhabitable? Uh, it started off with uh, my previous work. Yep. Um, my first year at college where I focused again on climate change okay but this time it was around industry yep since I'm based in the northeast so I've got a lot of industry surrounding me yeah but I wanted to focus on that theme again this for this FMP but I didn't want to go down the industry route because okay. I felt like I would I was more restricted yeah because there's less that I could do this time because I did a lot in my first year because I yep. think I decided to go down the cameraless photographic technique because I started out with watergrams because yep. I was planning to communicate the theme of like rising sea levels yep. okay. because of climate change. Yep. But then I found about the technique that's in Uninhabitable on Instagram. Okay. So I decided to explore that technique, but there isn't a lot out there about it. So I messaged a few Instagrammers about their technique and how they did it but because I think because there was so little information out there that they were very reluctant to, to share. share it yeah so they pointed me in, in the direction where they learned it so I 
found it but then they have workshops but they also do like notes that you can get but yep. with the workshops are like 400 quid she was yeah expensive <laughs> yeah and like i'm a student so i can't afford that but they have lab notes on the technique which gives you a step-by-step breakdown of what you need to do and the chemicals you need so um, i bought that into bed because it was only like 30 quid so that made more sense yeah because i think i experimented with that with loads of different chemicals yeah yeah you found out that yeah your work is your work's fantastic it, it's the, the, the patterns and the textures are just beautiful to to look through um, and and to enjoy it and i'm i'm really interested to i can imagine it must have been so much so much fun experimenting with it where where the end result is to a certain extent out of your control but yet at the same time it isn't is it, it's, it's within your control in terms of the chemicals and and the, the, maybe all the process that you go through yeah there is an element of control because i can place the chemicals where i want to and i can yes. mix them and i choose which chemicals but how they dry as well changes the texture yes and if there's any movement while it's drying as well will also change that texture as well so i found it's a very it's very much a trial and error process because yep. they're all enlarged in the dark room so yep. i had to make sure that there wasn't any like issues because i wanted to create images that was mainly texture in detail yes to try so it's got like it's got so you can so you've got an unsettling feeling when you look at it yeah you also have a calming feeling as well yeah so you've yeah. got the contrast of the two yeah so i think that's it, what i wanted yeah de- it definitely comes across there's there's some beautiful there's some beautiful parts some beautiful shots which really remind me of the fine fine details of ice and frost and um, those aspects when you, when you see it really like through a magnifying glass and and it is it's it's there's a there's a, the, the beautiful thing about it is it, let it you're not entirely sure what it is you're looking at so it allows your mind just to to wander think and and create its own own views and own own thought process about what it is that you you've actually captured and what you're showing to the audience yeah because i think there's a lot of interpretation for it because i was debating on whether or not to have that introduction page about what it was about yes so the viewers could interpret inter it in their own way yes instead of me telling them this is what it is yeah yeah absolutely i, th- I think uh, i think it's a lovely piece because it just sets a bit of context for someone to actually then you, you could you could have it either at the start or at the end in theory but it, it works really well in terms of it just it gives the context that i think really benefits people when they can they can have a bit of an understanding and then they can kind of enjoy the work and and really come to a clear sense of what it is from their own personal perspective as well when you think about the environment and and i suppose that as you say as you say the unpredictability of nature and chemicals and, and how those interact with each other but in, t- in terms of in terms of producing the work how long have you been working on this project because i can't imagine that these images are quick to produce uh, I've been working on this since beginning of March. Okay, cool. So it's been fairly short. Yeah, but that's just because of the college deadline. Yes, I needed yep. it done before May. Yeah, but no, and it's a it's an incredible body of work. And how how did you find 
or at what point did you did you decide that a zine was going to be the output? Because I know you've got like a gallery set up on your website as well, which again I think is it's such a wonderful way to see all the images just next to each other in a huge big grid. I think I think it looks really really good. Yeah, so I think it allows other people to exp experience it in a different way as well. Yes, because the book is very one to one, so it's more intimate. Whereas yeah. with a gallery space, there's several more people as well. Yeah, but I feel like it's also a chance for other people to see the work, but if they can't get to that exhibition, often yeah. they live too far away. Yeah, no, I, I, I think the, I think the zine's a beautiful way to, to, to produce to, to show the work off and, and to get the work out there. And how did you find curating the zine into selecting and sequencing the images? Because did all images make it into the, the finished zine, or, or did you have to, did you have to say that some didn't quite make the sequence? Some of them are left out, yeah, because they didn't have enough texture or detail that I was looking for. Yeah, but the vast majority of them are in it because they all, even though they have similar textures and details, they all sort of flow. Yes. So I suppose it didn't really matter which order I had them in. Yeah. There's some that have paired up together because it's like it flows from one page to the next. Yeah. Instead. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I, th I think some of the, I think the combinations of pairings works really really well. One from the subject matter and the detail that you're looking at, but also the tones because some of them have got the, the really gorgeous dark rich blacks, and others are 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 slightly different tones depending on how much of the detail and con and context is shown in them. So I think the the sequence is beautifully done for what I can imagine would be a fairly complex subject because I suppose you are trying to pair up things that are can be are very very different albeit of a similar sort of theme yeah i think that was the very difficult part was yeah. trying to get that sequence right in such a short space of time yeah and did you did you give uh, did you let anyone else have a with a fresh pair of eyes give you feedback on it in terms of what they thought worked well or did you just rely on your own gut instinct i relied on my own gut instinct yep because I sequenced it one day and then started making it the next. Right. And then three days later, I sent it off to print. Very good. That's it. That's brave. Most people, when I speak to them, they, they generally spend about two months sequencing uh, sequencing their work. So to be doing it in a day and then uh, and then plunging, making the plunge and, and getting a copy, getting a copy printed a few days later. Sometimes it's the best way. Just just make your mind up, decide what you want to do and um, have conviction and you've you've clearly you've clearly taken that view and it's a it's a beautiful really nice scene but it's part of a series i think isn't it so i'm interested to know how, how does it fit in and how does the work fit into your other work in this series it fits in because it's all the same theme okay but they're also all cameraless photographic techniques as well okay so the next one is Kemi grams and then the next one after is similar to the first one in which I created my own negatives, but it's with different chemicals and sub substances. Cool. And then the next one might not be photography related. Okay, good. I'm going into fine art, so I might try and incorporate it into volume yeah. four. Sounds, sounds really good. It's, it's quite nice to to hear someone who's got a kind of like the, the next couple of projects, the next couple of zines as part of the series already set out in their minds. I think a lot of people have visions and plans of maybe doing 
one, two, three, four zines or books, whatever it is, but a lot of people only think, don't think past the first one. So actually you've already set yourself out a kind of the, the, the next steps. And I think, I think it's, it's wonderful to do that and, and to be able to see, right. Okay. Well, I've done the first one. I'm now moving on to the second one and I, I know what I'm going to be producing for it. And have you started working or completed the work for the second volume? Yeah. The second and third are being delivered tomorrow. Oh, brilliant. Because it's all part of my final piece for this project. Okay. Because I was originally going to have it in just one zine. Yes. But I ended up with like 200 pages, (laughs) which is a lot. And I didn't feel like that fit with what I was trying to communicate and how I wanted the viewer to experience the work. Yeah. So I decided to split up into three with each different technique in a different one. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah, flows better. I think you made a valid point there. It's it's when you've got 200 pages or 200 images to fit in, actually, sometimes breaking it down into smaller sections makes it more manageable for, for the viewer to experience and to actually connect with the work. And if you're able to then have been able to split it up into different techniques um, and different, and I suppose, different backgrounds to it, then it, it, it kind of adds the appeal to that as well. Um, and it, it must be, it'll be great to see all three volumes, I suppose, side by side for your finished work when you present it at, uh, at your at your college and in, in end of the month. Yeah, because I think cover-wise, they're all the same hue of blue, but they're all different shades. Oh, lovely. So it's sort of like the greedy, gradient in a way. Oh. And I think that's something I'll continue with the ones following. Yeah. These three. Absolutely. It's attention to small details. And you because they're all of a of a similar sort of subject matter, it's nice to have just similar similarities between them, but slight variances so that anyone who's collecting all of them in the series, which I probably will try to do, um, you you can you can put them all side by side and they all look very much and feel as though they're part of the same series, but it's just small differences, as you say, such just a slight change in the in the hue of or tone of the of the front cover, just to differentiate between volumes one, two, three, and and so on and so forth as well. And have you enjoyed producing the zine? I think it's been more enjoyable because it hasn't been stressful. Yeah, I think the main stressful part was getting it printed. Okay, so I used uh, mix them for it. Yes. Yeah. And after you've uploaded the files, I didn't quite understand that layout. Yeah. So that was the most difficult part to it, was trying to get the images on the right pages as to where they were meant to be. Because I noticed when I uploaded them, they were on different pages than they were meant to be. Very frustrating. Yeah. But then saying that once you've done it once, you learn for the next process. So when you come to when you've obviously done your second, thirds volumes, you you know what you're doing, and it becomes far more. Of, an, of a known process and it becomes far easier every single time you do it as well and when you when you came to sequence them did you apply did you do the same method of doing it in a day and then just sending it off to print with your gut instinct yeah because i found that when i because i tried <laughs> with the sequencing for the exhibition to have it all on the wall yes but it took me hours to do and by the yeah. end i hated every single image i had off because i stared <laughs> at it for so long Yes. Yeah. So I, just, I thought doing it in such a short time would be a lot yep. easier because yep. then I wouldn't end up hating the final result. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's interesting to hear you do it. It's like when I come to sequence my own work, 
it can sit on my wee table for weeks and months before I actually make decisions. That's generally because I, I don't I don't really focus on the job in hand and I go and do other things. But it's it's really interesting to hear that some people enjoy I, I like printing just wee contact cards out of all my images, just tiny wee things so I can kind of shuffle them around in the table. But other people enjoy doing it on the computer and they can they can do it really quickly. And it just shows that there, there's different ways and methods that some people prefer. Um, but no, it's it's really interesting to see to see your your zine come together and to see your work come together. And how do you think you'll adapt your photography into your new studies doing fine art? Because at the uh, University of Amsterdam that studying at, they have a dark room. Oh, very cool. That do both black and white and colour enlargements as well. Yes. And colour enlargements in, in the dark room is something I want to progress more into. Cool. Because I already do it anyway with some of the images I've shot. Yes. But I want to be able to explore that more yep. within different processes. I mean, some of the negatives that I've made in Uninhabitable Volume 1, the, neg- the chemicals themselves are a certain colour. Okay. So I want to try and experiment that further in a colour darkroom to see if that has a different result in feeling than black and white ones. Oh, brilliant. And are you shooting just, are you shooting more and more colour all the time now, or are you still shooting predominantly black and white? I still shoot predominantly black and white, because I also yep. enlarge black and white film on yep. colour-sensitive paper as well. Cool. So I can create different hues, so I can create a blue yep. cast, an orange or a red, depending on what the subject matter and what it is I want to try and communicate with that image. Very good. And do, and when you move into doing fine art, do you still think you'll be producing books um, or zines or do you think you might experiment with some artist books or different formats and different styles of work? Because obviously moving into fine art, uh, studying fine art is quite different from studying photography in terms of maybe what potential outputs there are really. I feel like I will continue with zines because I'm planning on going down the more 3D and installation route, which okay. can be difficult for people to experience. Yes. They might not be able to get there to that exhibition yeah. or I might not even be exhibiting it. So I would probably take photographs of them in different angles and then have them in a book as well. Yeah. So people can also see that work, experience it from different angles instead of actually physically being there. Well, that's good, yeah. An interest, an interesting way, and a different dynamic way to to I suppose combine the two in terms of the, the the paper output, but also the physical the physical aspect as well. Um, and how 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 is your dad taken to? Is you, is, he, or is your dad being pleased with your your zine work as well? Did he try to get in on the sequencing at all, or did he was he quite happy to leave you to it? <laughs> um, he didn't know I was doing it. Right, very good. Huh? So I sort of kept it hidden. So it was a surprise for him when it showed up. Yes, very because good. Because he, he's wanted to get into making zines for a while, yep. but he's never sat still long enough to do it. <laughs> I know the feeling. I'm exactly I'm exactly the same. I had to force myself to do it at the end of March when I did a zine. So well, ho- hopefully your dad does produce a zine at some point in the, in the, in the near future. There's certainly no reason why not. Um, but obviously you'll have produced three zines by the time he's even produced one. So you're well and truly ahead of him in that regard. But how, how influential has your dad's photography been or, or your dad's introduction to you to film photography been in terms of the direction that you're now taking? 
um, I think he only influences me with the fact that he shoots film photography as well. Yes. So it's sort of like a competition between me and him. Right. I'm a very competitive person. Yeah. So I sort of turn it into a like a competition. So cool. Because of that, that pushes my work, Absolutely. but also his work. Yeah. As well. So my work expands, and I can explore different materials as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. And you're, you're everyone. It's always great to take on board different influences as well. It's we can all even we can always be influenced even by people who don't necessarily shoot or explore the same themes and and sorts of work as as we do ourselves. It's great, and part of the reason why I love doing the podcast is that I get to speak to people who who photograph entirely different subject matter from what I've got from what I shoot personally but I still find it I still find it really fascinating and enjoyable in terms of the different techniques in terms of the techniques you you apply here it reminds me a bit of some of Paul Kenny's work in terms of the, the, the liquids and and also with the uh, Marianthe um who does all who does all the handmade books but again it's it's very much process driven and it's quite fascinating to see just how different results people get from from using photography as the medium, which is something I, I think is absolutely fascinating and wonderful to explore. And in terms in terms of your inspirations, who which photographers inspire you? We'll obviously come to talk about some some books that you've got in in a minute or two. But which photographers, I suppose, inspire you, or artists inspire you in terms of in terms of some of the work that you enjoy seeing? Edward Butinsky is yeah. the major photographer. Because he Ooh. explores the same theme. Yes. Because yep. he was a massive influence in my first year FMP. Yeah. But I think non-photographers, I think it would have to be my lecturer. Okay. Because he cool. also explores the same theme as well. But yes. he, he's more of an installation artist instead. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Always good. It's good that actually there's there's people who it's a, it's a, it's the theme it's a subject but yes they're coming at it from different perspectives and different backgrounds which which can inspire you and, and, and encourage you and as you say it pushes you on and, and motivates you to push your work in different directions and further as well and do you think you'll continue to explore the same themes or do you see yourself exploring different themes in the future as well i think i'll just be exploring this theme yeah because there's a lot to, do. to focus on and I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's more types of like situations because of climate change as well. Yeah. That I can explore because I've mainly been focusing on rising sea levels, but there's rising in more temperatures, there's ocean acidification, there's more wildfires and obviously lower air quality as well. Yeah. So I feel like I've got more options to explore. Yeah. Yeah, also experiment with. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds fascinating. As you say, there there are so many different angles for you to be able to work with and and see. And it would be great to see see how the results change from exploring something different, perhaps using maybe some similar techniques in terms of just but looking at different 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 other areas and angles of of the environmental climate change, etc. Because I think yeah, it could be a fascinating project to work on i think it'd be one it'd be really quite fascinating to see some of see some of your work in color as well i'd be really just to see some of the patterns and textures i think would be would be really quite different as well but i, lo I love it in black and white just the simplicity of it but some of the some of the details and 
just the patterns and texture are wonderful. I could, I could sit and look at it for so long. It's not something I've really got an interest in shooting myself personally or creating myself even, but uh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to enjoy your work and just see the intricacies and the intimate, the intimate feeling and nature of it as well. And talking about books, what are some of your uh, your favourite photo books or photo zines in your own collection? I'm always really interested to hear what other what other um, people collect because sometimes it doesn't necessarily directly relate to what they shoot themselves. So if you want to maybe share three or four or five of your favourites. Yes, I think my favourite one is by Edward Bertitsky. Yeah. But it's Essential Elements. Because right. a lot of the images in that look like my enlargements that I've produced in the darkroom. Cool. Especially because he does a lot of aerial shots in that book. Yep. So it sort of mimics what I create. Cool. Okay. It's got such similar textures, except his is in colour and I'm obviously taken with a camera. Yes. Very good. Excellent. I think another one is The Anthropocene, again, by Bitinsky. Yep. Yeah, because it's not only photographs, but there's a lot of text in it as well yeah. about that project, which yeah. I find quite fascinating because I'm not a huge fan of photo books that have very little text in them. OK. Despite the fact that the one I've produced has very <laughs> little text in. <laughs> but when I sit down with a photo book, I feel like I also need to read as well. Yeah. Like the reason behind the photo book, what they're trying to to communicate why they've taken these images and what they hope to achieve from taking the images as well. Yep, absolutely. I, th I think it's a, I think it's a really valid point. And as you say, some some people introduce a lot of text. Some people have very little text. Um, and I think a lot of it depends on the subject matter that you're that someone's presenting. Certain certain things actually I think benefit a lot from a lot more text because it allows you to understand more about the subject matter and do you think in the future you you would maybe look to incorporate more text in your work or do you do you quite like the the minimal feel of, of just the introduction at the beginning of your zines i think zine wise yep. i think i'll keep the text very minimal yes but i think in the future i hope to create like photo books like hardback books as well yep. so I yes think with them i would incorporate text more okay. as well yeah yeah but it's what the text would include Yes. that depends on the project absolutely also writing isn't my greatest strong point no no that that's it there's one thing taking photographs it's a very different challenge when you've then got to write about the photographs and i think most photographers would probably agree with you that they don't enjoy writing the text that has to accompany them albeit i think some people do um, and yeah I, th I think it very much depends if you, if you've taken a body of work that actually deserves and benefits from a good bit of text. I think it's something that probably would come far more naturally than something that actually, as a photographer, you think, well, oh, that the images speak for themselves. I just need to provide a small introduction to them. Next, next selection. Um, I've got Peer Closing Time by Michael Bennett. Well, okay. it's my dad's actually, because I don't have many photo books. Yep, oh, even, absolutely, even yep. Since getting on the students so I can't afford many. That's it. But his book was the major inspiration for my zine because okay. his chapters, they've got a white, they've got a yellow background with white text. So that's what I've sort of implemented into my yeah. cover. Cool. 
into how he sequences his images. He has a lot of images on one side and then blank page on the other. And yes. then in the next chapter, he rotates it. Okay. So the images are on the left side, but the blanks are on the right. What yep. I try to do in mine. Yeah. Well, again, it's, it's nice to hear that you pick up on just small details in other in other people's work that you've seen that it works incredibly it works incredibly well in your own work. Um, and yeah, it's 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 great to see it's great to see how these things you sometimes pass people by, but actually when you then go back to think about it, you can see how well it works as an idea. But uh, have, you, have you got any more selections you would like to share? Those are the only three that I have. Cool. Nope, that's great. But those, yeah, lo lovely selections. But it's, what is great about it is, is that it, it just shows that you can take inspiration from, from those books and, fr and from those photographers and artists as well, because we're all inspired by, by different photographers. I've got huge amounts of books on my shelf. I'm sure your dad's got plenty of zines and books as well. He certainly seems to buy enough. Um, and at some point, you'll be in a position whereby you'll, you'll be far more able to... to pick up other zines and pick up other books as well um, and you just begin to grow and, and and add to your collection but it's it's a great way to to support other photographers other artists as well um, and uh, when 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 do you start your your next studies in fine art uh, september very good and where about where about you studying fine fine art uh, it's the Northern School of Art. It's the same organisation that I'm at at the moment, but it's a university campus instead. Very good. Are you are you looking forward to making the change from photography to fine art? Um, I don't feel like it would be a change yeah. because some people see my work as fine art and not yes. as photography. Yep. Since I don't use a camera within any of my work, some yep. people think that it's not photography and that it's actually fine art. So I feel yeah. like it won't be that much of a change. Yeah. And so going from photography to fine art. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it'll be fascinating to see how, how your work progresses and, and where, you, where you push and move the direction of your work, um, as, as I suppose, as you expand and, and try, try new styles and try new things as well. But on that note, Olivia, I would just like to thank you very much for your time this evening. It's been a pleasure to chat to you about you, about your studies and about your work. I think it's, it's a beautiful zine. I'm incredibly impressed that you managed to sequence that and order it within about three days because um, I think uh, most people probably procrastinate for far longer than that. But it's beautiful work and it is, is really thought provoking as well, which I, I think is which for me is it's always one thing I enjoy in photo books. It's actually putting my, my own mind to work and not being told necessarily what the answers are. So thank, thank you very much for your time, Olivia. It's been a, it's been a pleasure thank chatting you. to you. Thank you.